Hey, party people, this episode of the Just Ideas podcast is just me, Andy Brophy. I'm doing a solo podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple, but it's also a video on YouTube. So if you go and click the link that I put in the episode description, it'll take you over to YouTube and you can watch this video podcast. Um, this podcast episode is like the one I did last year where I talked about how I built this, the podcast. Um, the Just Ideas podcast, how that came together over two and a half years, uh, how I tried to stick to a $0 budget. And so in honor of the Just Ideas audiobook that came out on Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube, um, so if you're on YouTube, it's right here. <laughs> um, in honor of that coming out, I wanted to do a video just like the other one where I talked about how that came to be. So I just figured I'd tell that story real quick and have some fun with it and you know, kind of point you over to the audiobook. And the audiobook is actually completely free. It's zero dollars. Um, I just figured, you know, I wanted more people to be exposed to it. I just wanted to have more conversations about um, the conversations that I had in the book and also in the podcast too. Um, so yeah, so if you want to support Just Ideas though, there's also a new Etsy shop we just launched. And it's very, very simple. It's really just about supporting the show, supporting Andy and Andy. Um, and we sell a mug, a hat, and a sticker. It's real basic, real simple. Um, but when you buy that, you're supporting, supporting the show, supporting the book. Um, but the audiobook itself is absolutely free and it'll stay that way. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. Let me know what you think. Reach out to me. Um, but that's not what this episode's all about. This episode is about how I got the book to come to be. Um, that project that it was, it took me a year and a half and I figured I'd start all the way in the beginning because I was just clearing out my childhood home and I found the first book I ever wrote. It wasn't just ideas. It was Fiona and the three wishing wells. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is like third grade. Um, and gosh, it was just so much fun. I've always loved to read and write. Um, but here, I'll give you an idea of the illustration there. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty tragic. I won't lie. And I remember doing that with my brother. He helped me because the night before it was due, I realized like there's a, a heroine, you know, you have a hero and a heroine and, um, I misspelled heroin and it said heroin, the drug, um, throughout the entire book. And my brother, <laughs> my brother's a good big brother. He said, we're not going to have that. Probably, you know, when you're a kid, 10 o'clock is like late, right? <laughs> it's 10 o'clock probably. And he helps me reprint all the, the tags in here that, you know, the captions or whatever. Copyright 2008. There you go. I was 10. Um, <laughs> and he changed all the, the heroines to the right heroine. So thank you, Patrick. Really, that story, it's written by a child. I was 10, but it's pretty awful. Uh, Fiona goes to these three wishing wells and she has, she knows right up front what, what each well does. One gives you exactly what you want one gives you the opposite and then one gives you nothing and it was pretty lame climax because fiona just ends up choosing the well that gives her exactly what she wants so uh yeah figured i'd take another uh at bat at trying to write something uh, but that wasn't for a while of course i wrote that as a 10 year old and i wrote my book just ideas as a 21 year old 20 year old um but yeah, so, you know, I've always loved to read. I took literature classes in high school and college and psychology classes, philosophical, uh, philosophy classes um, in college. And those were always some of my favorite courses, you know, because I learned so much about how we see the world and how people are so different. And it was so much fun. And so before I wrote Just Ideas, I was thinking, how can I get practice writing? Uh, it was still pretty foreign to me. Um, you know, the practice or the discipline of like sitting down in front of a computer, trying to put an idea together and getting a feel for it. It's, it's like anything, you know, you just want to get a feel for something. Um, and so summer 2020, pandemic, of course, hit in March. Uh, I was at home doing a virtual internship. And in the evenings, every week, I would write a little book club on TWNCofficial.com. Still out there. 
that's my buddy Dan's uh, website that I got to be a part of, and it's so fun. And I just wrote a weekly book club, and I think probably three people read it, <laughs> but it didn't matter to me what the audience was. I just wanted to, uh, uh, you know, just take a swing at it, see what it was like to write. Um, and I got to write about my favorite books. You know, I think there's one about Doctor Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, one of my favorite books, Catcher in the Rye, um, books that really meant a lot to me as I was growing up, um, especially in high school, and then getting a chance to talk about why they meant so much to me. Um, so that same summer at the, near the end of the summer, I had, I had my idea for the book and it was, you know, it was based off that concept that you hear everywhere is write what you know. And I knew my podcast. I knew Dr. Yurik's conversations with me. Um, and I thought, what if, cause I've been writing essays all through high school and college. What if I wrote a dozen or so essays and made the book a collection of essays and just, you know, it doesn't have to be one topic for 200 pages or one story for 200 pages. It can be several different things. And that way, as a very young, elementary skilled writer, um, it would be, I wouldn't be biting off more than I could chew, right? Um, I could handle writing an, a, a 1,500-word essay uh, at a time over a period of time. And so that's what I did. And I thought, okay, what I'll do is go back to the podcast and listen to my favorite episodes. You know, number five, uh, only as cool as my cores, is about identity. And so that's kind of where I started. And I thought, you know what I'll do is I'll listen to a, an episode of the podcast, pull out my favorite ideas about that topic, identity, suffering, community, and then, you know, kind of write them down. And additionally, I'll uh, pick out a Dr. Yurik quote that's one of my favorites. Because that way, you know, when I put the book out, I could kind of see the book into the future. I thought people are going to want a Just Ideas book only if Dr. Yurik is incorporated. Because that's why people like the podcast, is Dr. Yurik, not me. Um, always a humbling experience. <laughs> uh, but no, so people like Dr. Yurik. And I thought, okay, I got to have a Dr. Yurik quote. And that will actually be the tie that binds all these essays together. So when you are reading the Just Ideas book, you have a central uh, theme to hold on to. And it's, okay, Just Ideas, these conversations, these iterations, you know, Dr. Yurik's voice is peppered in. It's just one quote per chapter. And there's some chapters where he's not in there, but he's referenced, you know, chapter eight is what I'm thinking of. And so that summer, I finished up my book club and I finished up that internship. And I thought, you know, I think I have a good idea and I've gotten a little, just a little bit of writing under my belt. I feel like I could maybe pull it off. And so um, the company I was interning for, they were so nice to me. They, um, they got me hooked up with like a little corporate gift card to their corporate store, you know, to buy some of their branded merchandise. And so what I did is I bought this journal with the gift card they gave me. And it had has their logo here. It's really faded. You won't even be able to read it. But I bought that journal and I said, you know what? I'm going to use this journal and over the next X amount of months, I'm going to fill it up with my ideas and my notes and really try and make this thing happen. You know, it's kind of like when you're, you tell yourself you're going to work out and so you buy like an $150 pair of Hoka's and then the Hoka's, you know, collect dust, you don't actually run, and then you spend $150, you know, trying to convince yourself that you would. But that was not the case here, thankfully. Um, I actually did fill it up with a ton of notes. Kind of see it there a little bit. Not really. Flip through it. Fill it up with a ton of notes. Um, and that's how I, you know, brainstormed. I would listen to the podcast, and then I'd write down my ideas. So, again, at the end of the summer 2020, uh, still getting ramped up, I talked to my father-in-law who is an author. Uh, moreover, he was actually finishing up his latest book, uh, In Our Weakness, We Are Strong. He was finishing up the last chapters, and he was sending them to his daughter, my wife, Alexis, to review, 
to say, hey, these are my comments. I would omit this word, just kind of critique it. And so that gave me an opportunity to watch Alexis work on his chapters a little bit and say, oh, hey, you know, this is also what I think. And I got to see a little bit of the behind the scenes as to what it would be to have someone edit a manuscript or just really get practice reading a manuscript critically, you know, in a new light and trying to be an effective communicator, um, use only words that are necessary and not flowery, flower, wow, it's a tough word, flowery, wow, I can't say that. Language that is fluffy, <laughs> you know, I don't need that. I can be very succinct and to the point. Um, and that's what uh, Dave, his name's Dave, was doing in his book. And so I really got to see the behind the scenes. He was in Oklahoma that's near that end of that summer. And so I got to talk to him like, hey, how'd you do that? How'd you make that work for yourself? Um, and, you know, he's the nicest guy in the world. He's sharing all that with me, shared his resources. He had, you know, so many, so many great pointers and tips. So that that really gave me a confidence boost to say, okay, I have someone in my corner that uh, knows what he's talking about. And I can, you know, feel confident in that, you know, having a mentor. So let's see what else. Oh, and then from there, I, I reached out to other people. I reached out to my friends. Um, a few of them were game. A few of them weren't game. And that's fine. Uh, so I'll give a shout out to Corbin. Daniel, Frank, Ryan, my brother, Patrick, they all said, yeah, send your chapters over. And they were going to do just what uh, David did for me is read. Oh, and Dave also did. He was continuing to do that for me throughout the process, of course. Um, and they would read it critically and they'd send their comments and say, hey, that sense doesn't make sense. Or I just disagree with that. Um, and I got such a variety of responses back. You know, sometimes with Daniel and Frank, it was high level stuff. And with Patrick, it was very line by line. You know, he's a software engineer. He really said, you know, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. He picked it apart, which was awesome. So every every person editing the book had a different take. And it was so helpful to make it come together. So I had all these people um, come on and, you know, I, I started writing chapter one, um, which is probably my least favorite chapter at this point. But it's still, I think there's still some good key uh, nuggets in there. That you can take out. Um, so yeah, so I'd pepper in Dr. Urich quotes, and I'd like to think this is the part where you know I I did it for myself, I guess. Is I wrote each chapter in order, which you know you probably think yeah naturally, but that's not necessarily a given, right? I ch I wrote chapter one a year and a half ago, I guess at this point maybe two years ago now, and then three months or a month go by, two months go by, three months go by, chapter two, then three, four, five, all the way to eleven. There's eleven chapters. And I'd like to think that you'll see me grow as a writer um, as each chapter goes along. Like chapter one is probably um, more poorly written compared to chapters eight, nine, 10, 11, right? Um, and so, you know, going back on it, I probably should have said, you know what, I'm gonna push my timeline out an extra six, 12 months, whatever, uh, go back and rewrite like chapters one, two, three, four, uh, maybe all of them, right? <laughs> and really, really like dive in. But, you know, it's not not my full-time job to be an author. I got other things going on. And what I told myself to kind of say, you know, I actually like it the way it is. Uh, the fact that chapter one is of one caliber and then chapter 10, 11 are a different caliber is, you know, the book is all about um, trying to pick up on new things and we see things in a different light when we come of age, when we get older, when we become young adults and transition in that way. And so I thought it might be kind of meta <laughs> to have my voice, find my voice, find my writing ability through the book. You'll find my voice as, a, as an author throughout the book. And that actually mirrors this 
viewpoint that the author, me, has as I was writing it was I was, of course, growing up. It's from my point of view, more or less, uh, my point of view. So it's like as I'm learning about identity and then it goes into community and then suffering and truth and control, all these things, my voice as a writer is found simultaneously with me kind of finding my footing as an adult. Uh, those two ideas coincide and hold hands as they kind of walk together. That was my justification for not going back and rewriting uh, too much of chapters one, two, and three, is you kind of have this symmetry of Andy's finding himself as an adult, Andy's finding his voice as an author. Um, and by the end of the book, you know, you finish it, you close the last page, you say, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe I just do, is like, yeah, Andy found his voice, Andy kind of has a little bit more of a... Um, a footing in life. He understand. He thinks. <laughs> he thinks he understands a little bit more in life, which you know you're uh, 23 years old, right? It's probably. Uh, well, no, no, I'm 24. Um, <laughs> probably silly, you know, for everyone that's older than me. Be like, yeah, he thinks he's got it figured out. You know, I um, you know, I sometimes celebrities can be so uh, cringy, but I saw this thing circulating online, and it's Tom Hanks, and he's sitting at a round table with a bunch of other celebrities, and he goes, you know, I wish I knew the principles of this too shall pass, and it's like. Uh, you think this is hard, you think life's hard, this too shall pass. You think you got it all figured out, this too shall pass. And it's like, yeah, it's probably corny because it's, you know, I don't know, it's a celebrity, but Tom Hanks is not a bad guy, he's a good guy, good actor. Um, and I thought, you know, that's actually a pretty good little quote is, you know, even when you think you got things figured out, uh, you probably don't. So I'll, I'll keep myself humble, keep myself uh, uh, in the right frame of mind. But yeah, that was kind of my goal was as I find my voice, I also kind of find my place in the adult world a little bit. Um, and that's what I hope for the people that read it is like, oh, you know, how do we find our footing in this life? There are so many things that we wrestle with that we don't even know we're wrestling with. And that's what I hope to illuminate in the book, right? Is like, do you have an identity figured out? Do you have a community that's probably a healthy community, right? Do you, are you able to rationalize the sufferings that you feel? Um, there's so many more, like pulling back the curtain on things that we hold as absolute truths. Uh, how far are we willing to go in honor of our morals? Uh, there's a lot there. And I think, you know, that's the intent of the book is to put it out into the light and say, hey, what do you, you know, this is what I think about it. And then hopefully it gets your wheels turning as, what do I think about that? I don't care if you agree or disagree with me. Um, just, you know, maybe get thinking. So uh, that was kind of my process into writing the book and the idea behind it, how it came to be. But my podcast, right? Zero dollar budget, the microphone I didn't pay for. Um, <laughs> you know, there's nothing else I paid for, no marketing. So in the spirit of the Just Ideas podcast, I wanted to also have a $0 budget for my book. And so of course I mentioned I got the journal for free from work. They gave me a gift card. So I had my writing journal squared away. Um, the laptop, it's right over here. The laptop that I typed on, uh, to write the book was a hand-me-down from my then girlfriend, now wife. Uh, my laptop broke <laughs> and I didn't buy a new one. I just said, Hey, I... I think I'd like to use yours. It's, it's literally 10 years old now, um, but I made it work. And so the laptop was technically free. The journal was free. Um, and there's a certain point where free, when it comes to a book, it gets tough, right? So I technically could have gotten away with Microsoft Word spell check, Grammarly, that free browser plugin that kind of helps you figure out your wording uh, and all that. And I could have gotten away with going to canva.com and using one of their book templates, um, throwing on a rabbit and just ideas, Andy Brophy, and, you know, putting that through the publisher. But that it, at that point, it felt like, okay, I don't want to 
cheapen this. You know, this is kind of the thing that will persist once I'm done podcasting, once I'm done with the newsletter on LinkedIn. Um, the book will kind of be the thing that stand, sticks around. Uh, that's got the longevity. So I thought, you know, I want to make sure that I'm doing this thing right. Um, and so I thought, okay, how am I going to do this? I have zero dollars, right? I mean, I didn't want to spend any money. So just like the podcast, I had to go to my inspiration, Lil Dicky. He made the most epic rap video of all time on a zero dollars. He pulled it off. You should go check it out. Uh, save that money. It's so funny. So I thought, okay, what would Lil Dicky do, right? <laughs> what would a rapper with the name Lil Dicky do? So I went to another song of his called Professional Rapper. Uh, and it's a song he's kind of trying to do to put himself out there. And it's with Snoop Dogg. And Snoop Dogg, as part of the rap, he says, how'd you get uh, started up in this rap game anyway? And Lil Dicky says, my bar mitzvah, ah, my bar mitzvah money. Don't diss me, buddy. And so I thought, okay, I don't have a bar mitzvah, but I do have a graduation coming up. And I was given a nice graduation gift. Um, and it was enough to cover the cost of hiring a professional editor. Um, Adeline Hull, Elevated Edit, she's a wonderful person to work with. Um, and so I got to hire her. And also I hired a gal to uh, design the cover. And I really love the cover. I didn't hire on, you know, I go on Fiverr.com, right? It's pretty simple still. But I didn't hire someone that was a book cover designer. I wanted to hire someone that was an artist who also did book covers. And that's what I did. And I love this cover. Um, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, the backside, I think, is pretty uh, slick, pretty modern. And then the front side is a little bit more, uh, I think it had like a, a vintage kind of feel to it. Um, the old English fell font, um, the rabbit and the clocks. And that's, of course, more inspiration from the podcast and which naturally der or originally derived from Alice in Wonderland. So uh, just because... I've said this before, but the white rabbit in Alice in Wonderland symbolizes the start of an intellectual or spiritual journey. And so I thought, you know, hopefully with just ideas, it gets you thinking about your own identity, community, et cetera, et cetera. And that's the start of your intellectual journey. So again, shout out to Lil Dicky. Uh, how'd you get started in this rap game? It's my bar mitzvah money. Don't diss me, buddy. <laughs> I used my graduation money. Um, and that helped me put that together, you know, and something I should have done, uh, to be honest, is I should have went and hired a manuscript formatter and editor. Um, those are on fiverr.com too. You send them your Word document, all messy, and they say, you know, it needs to be this size and the words need to be like this, the indentions, the paragraphs. Uh, and I didn't do that. I did that on my own. Um, and that that's one of those things where, you know, if I did it again, or if you were thinking about doing it, 100% uh, hire out a uh, manuscript formatter. Um, that's something I should have spent money on. But hey, I stayed true to the podcast. I, I Spent zero dollars, you know, I'm doing air quotes if you're listening to it. I spent zero dollars on the book, too. Um, yeah, so that was fun. And then it was time. So I had it all. I had the I had the Word document, my manuscript. I had it written. I had it edited. I had the book cover. Um, I formatted it myself. And so I wanted to submit it. And, you know, you can go two routes. I don't have I'm not a penguin uh, whatever they call it, Penguin Press Publishing or Random House Publishing. Those guys didn't publish me, the big five publishing houses. Um, I went to, I had the options of Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And now Amazon, super easy. People have Prime accounts. You know, your sales will probably do great. Um, I think you can get, you know, there's probably a little bit, there's a few more resources. It's what my father-in-law did. Um, and I thought, you know, I'm not. I'm going to go with Barnes & Noble because I wanted to be associated with, with the bookselling brand and not the everything brand. Um, and I wrote about that actually in my LinkedIn newsletter that you can find online there. And I talked about how, you know, just that brand meant something to me. And I just wanted, when people looked it up, they found it on Barnes and Noble. And so it's like, yeah, it's a book. You know, it's not just like another product on Amazon. Um, that's probably me probably getting in the way of myself, you know, probably hurt sales because when you go and buy it on Barnes and Noble, it's $9.99. 
um, when you're checking out, you get hit with shipping. And, you know, naturally, as online shoppers, once we see, once we see shipping, we're like, ugh, you know, forget it. <laughs> and so I get that. Um, if you're Amazon Prime, you know, just check it out. It's there two days. You're done. Barnes & Noble might take, you know, five days to get there. I don't even know. But I did that because I wanted the brand association. Um, and also, in terms of the timeline, I remember I was on the Buzz On Business podcast with uh, Dean Ken Eastman at Spear School of Business OSU. And I told him, like, in April of 2021, I was like, yeah, it'll be out by the end of the year. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, it's like anything hard. You know, it's like, oh, I didn't think about that or that. Oh, and then there's this. And so I definitely kind of rushed the end um, with the formatting. You know, I should have outsourced that. Um, but I met my goal. I got uh it technically went live on November 30th, uh, Daniel's birthday, shout out. <laughs> um, and then December 5th is when I kind of put it out in social media and said, hey, it's out there, go and grab it. And I'm so thankful for everyone that bought a copy. Like that means so much to me. And people would reach out. This is the this is the best, this story right here, is it came out um, and my wife's grandfather in Rochester, New York, upstate New York, where Dr. Yurik's from, he, he went out first thing in the morning and went to Barnes & Noble in Rochester. And he was like looking around for it and he couldn't find it because it's not in stores. It's online only. Um, and it was like, you just imagine this super sweet man like walking around Barnes & Noble uh, and he couldn't find it, but he wanted to. And he, he walked in and, um, you know, he was told, we told him, you know, like, oh, you got to buy it online. Gosh, it was just so sweet that he woke up that day of once he heard about it and said, I'm going to go and get a copy. And same thing, actually, with my good buddies, Josh and Ari. Uh, Josh, uh, he does the you've heard me talk about Josh and Ari before because Josh did the uh, what do you call it? The beat for the Just Ideas podcast. And he's always been a huge supporter. Um, he texts me whenever he goes to Bucky's. <laughs> he's just a great guy. I love him. And his wife, Ari, she uh, did the Just Ideas logo. She did it on her iPad. And I mentioned in that How I Built This Podcast episode that, you know, she did that for free, you know, just because she wanted a purpose in her iPad drawing. And so I gave her one. Um, and so she did this. And so her design is on that Etsy shop that I mentioned. If you want to support the podcast, support the book, um, that's her design is Ari Smith. Uh, it's on the mug. It's on the stickers. Um, it's not on the hat, but there is the hat, too. Um, and they went too. they were in Tampa, Florida, and they drove to Barnes and Noble and they were looking for it. And it's just so sweet to hear that, you know, and of course, same story, they had to go online, but it was just so nice to everyone that bought a copy of the book. It really meant something, you know, to spend your money, not just on the book and but the shipping too. Right. Um, and I'll always be forever grateful for that. Um, and so, you know, the audiobook now, we're six months into the book being published. Uh, it's free uh, just because I wanted people to be able to, to listen to it. And it's uh, read in my voice, and it's read in a voice like this, which I've been saying all along. It's not a boring narrator voice. There is some narrating quality to it um, just because it is a book. But overall, it's not monotone. I think you're going to have fun with it if you choose to listen to it. Um, again, all the links will be... Uh, it'll probably actually just be one link you'll find in the episode description, and it'll take you to a link tree. And from there, you can find audiobook, merchandise, the paperback on Barnes and Noble, um, and the LinkedIn newsletter, which I love writing, a live and branding newsletter where I talk about brands and what it says about us. Um, some favorites of people's have been Twitter and Barnes and Noble, Planet Fitness, Starbucks. Uh, and I get to talk about that and have some fun and continue the hobby of writing. But that's how my book came to be on, you know, quote unquote, zero dollars and a little bit of extra time on my hands being a remote student. And I'm just forever thankful for everyone that chooses to read it or listen to it. And I'd love to hear your thoughts. It's been such a fun journey. Um, yeah. Let me know what you think. Thank you.